The information provided in this podcast episode is for education and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional and should not be considered or used as clinical or professional consultation. With that said, here is a taste of what you will get in today's episode. Even though I'm a mom now, I will never forget these women because I used to be that woman, right? And I will never forget how hard and how painful it is when you are approaching Mother's Day and after Mother's Day. It's a really difficult time. And so I'm not going to ever forget about it. And I'm not going to ever stop talking about it and bringing awareness to it because it's something that we all need to pay attention to. And there's certain things and trigger points that we all need to be aware of um, and that we just we just we just need to pay attention to. And so- now keep listening to today's episode because there are some cultural jewels that I am dropping on y'all. And of course, thank you so much for your support. Enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Walk a Day in My Culture. This is a podcast where I increase awareness on cultural issues affecting my community, the Black community. Here I talk about all things Blackness because I love my people. I tell it like it is in a raw and authentic way. And I share from my personal experiences of being a Black woman. And sometimes I top it off by adding my clinical expertise. You can also occasionally get the self-help tips on this podcast because my ultimate goal is to help everybody bloom into their best self. So with that said, let's get into today's episode, which is entitled Mind Your Own Uterus. Okay? Yes. (laughs) Y'all heard me right. How you doing? I hope you're having a good day or evening or night, whenever it happens to be that you are listening to this, but you heard me correctly. I sure did say that the title of this episode is Mind Your Own Uterus, okay? Now, listen, I decided to do this episode because we are approaching Mother's Day and I wanted to do something a little bit different. Mother's Day... I mean, obviously, is always all about moms and celebrating moms. And it's just moms, 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 right? But we often forget the woman who is still waiting to be a mother or the woman who just lost a baby or just lost a pregnancy. Um, And so I wanted to hold space for these women and offer some encouragement like specifically to them. Later in the other half of the show, I'm going to reveal more about what I mean by mind your uterus, but I think I think it's kind of self-explanatory and it's it's for the most part it should be, but just in case it's not after the commercial break and stuff, I will go more into kind of my ideas around people needing to mind their uterus because this is this needs to be a whole movement I ain't about to take that on but I am gonna bring some awareness in this episode um so 
before I kind of get into it, it's two little disclaimers or side notes or pauses or whatever you want to call them that I want to give. <laughs> so the first one is I'm going to be sniffling still and probably clearing my throat because apparently y'all, I don't have a cold. I have allergies. Now, <clears throat> that's probably the last time you go hear me say that. Because I'm just not claiming the allergies. Yes, I'm going to take the medicine for now to help with the symptoms, okay? But I'm just not claiming. I don't want to be a part of the allergy life. That's not what I want for myself, okay? And like, I just, I don't want no parts of it. My husband has horrible allergies and I just watch him suffer every year with the major season changes like spring and summer. I think Faith got allergies. Listen, me and Grace are still trying to figure it out. Me and her go thug it out. We are not trying to be part of that club. But for now, I still have this little post-nasal drip situation happening. So it causes me to like sniffle and clear my throat. So I'm going to be doing that throughout the podcast. And listen, I understand that some people may want to edit things out. I am not that podcaster. Okay. I've told y'all, but just in case I have some new listeners that have swung past my, is this called a channel or my page? Whatever it's called. In case y'all are new to my podcast, I am not the podcaster that tries to edit certain things out like the cars that drive by my street when I'm recording the baby who is actually on my chest right now making it hard for me to breathe because she actually not a baby I mean she could always be my baby she's almost 20 months and she's in a phase where she just wants to sleep on me and I'm not you know editing out sniffles so I think it just makes me a little bit more relatable this is not the podcast where everything goes sound perfect and polished and all of that. Cause that ain't, I ain't that girl. Okay. God's still working on me as well as this podcast and what is presented. So <laughs> that is the first like disclaimer side note that I want to give you guys, um, about the sniffles. <clears throat> the other one is I just actually for like two seconds and then we're going to get into it. Y'all bear with me because y'all know I'm a chatterbox and sometimes I'd be derailing, but it'd be for a good purpose. Um, men, I'm just going to talk to y'all directly for a second about this episode because um, I actually have some men who follow me and like follow my podcast and it's not just my husband. <laughs> like I actually have, you know, I got way more women Um that follow me, but I do have some who has identified gender wise as men. And so I just want to talk to y'all for a second. I know that these conversations about things such as lady parts make you guys uncomfortable. Okay. I understand that. However, I'm going to need you to just stick, stick with it, thug it out for this episode. Okay. Because this is why. I'm sure that you know a woman in your life um, and most likely one of the women in your life is going through the pain of longing for a child or grieving the loss of a baby or pregnancy. And you might be able to like hear something in this or direct her to this podcast that can maybe be helpful for her. I mean, listen, if we keeping it real, you might be in a relationship with her. Okay. And 
you yourself may be grieving the loss of a child or really wanting to conceive um, or y'all might have just lost a pregnancy, whatever the case may be, you might be in the thick of it too. So you could actually learn something today if you don't just, you know, hit hit the back button and be like, I'm gonna just wait to the next episode. Like you could learn something too and you can also share what you learn with a woman in your life. So listen, fellas, if you still listening seven minutes into this podcast, then you might as well just finish the episode. I ain't gonna just throw all of the terms at y'all and just make you completely, completely uncomfortable. But you know, a little uncomfortability, you know, can be good for y'all. All right. So <clears throat> let's get into this episode. Um, the first thing that I wanted to do was I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge like all the women out there who are dealing with different circumstances that make Mother's Day hard and painful and difficult to bear. Now, I might not get all of these circumstances, and I'm really, really sorry if I don't and I miss some, but y'all know my heart. Y'all know I got a special place in my heart for women, um, especially on this journey to motherhood and through motherhood. And so, listen, if I miss a circumstance, don't come for me, okay? But in all seriousness, I really want to, again, like I just said, take a moment to acknowledge women who are in different circumstances um, and who may be really having a hard time during this season of uh, Mother's Day, right? So let's just take a moment to acknowledge and really think about the woman who just had a miscarriage, the woman who just had a stillbirth, the woman who just lost her child, the woman who is still trying to conceive naturally, the woman who is still trying to conceive through IVF, the woman who doesn't even know if she's going to be able to conceive, right? Let's just for real take a moment of silence for these women. And again, we just really have to keep these women in mind during this celebratory season of Mother's Day. We really, again, have to re- to, to really keep them in mind because during this time, we often forget about them. And <clears throat> I am not trying to be a Debbie Downer on this episode but I'm really trying to be real in this episode and bring some awareness to what goes on for so many women during the season of Mother's Day, because we get caught up in the glitz and the glam of Mother's Day. And we often forget about those women that I named, right? Like the women who just had a miscarriage, the woman who had a stillbirth, the woman who just lost her child, the woman who is trying to conceive naturally, the woman who is trying to conceive through IVF. We forget about them. We might make a little post. We might do a little tiny bit of an acknowledgement here or there because we feel like it's the politically correct thing to do. But we have to understand that the difficulty of getting through Mother's Day lasts 
past Mother's Day and before Mother's Day for these women. And I really just wanted to take a moment to address these women, talk directly to them and give some encouragement because even though I'm a mom now, I will never forget these women because I used to be that woman, right? And I will never forget how hard and how painful it is when you are approaching Mother's Day and after Mother's Day, it's a really difficult time. And so I'm not gonna ever forget about it. And I'm not gonna ever stop talking about it and bringing awareness to it because it's something that we all need to pay attention to. And there's certain things and trigger points that we all need to be aware of. Um, and that we just, we just, we just need to pay attention to. And so I'm gonna get into that towards the second half of the episode. But the first half, I really just wanted to talk directly to these women and just give you all some encouragement if this happens to be your situation. Um, I just really want to offer you encouragement. And I want to give you two pieces of advice. The first piece of advice I want to give you is, girl, celebrate yourself, okay? Celebrate yourself, sis. Now, listen, it is difficult to celebrate yourself during the times of Mother's Day. I ain't even go front and act like it's it's easy and it's the same. My husband, after we had like the first couple of miscarriages, he started celebrating me and he would bring me flowers. It was the sweetest thing, right? Just to kind of acknowledge me on Mother's Day. And it was the sweetest gesture. At the same time, it also was painful because it was still a reminder that I wasn't a mom um, or that I had just had a miscarriage. But when we celebrate ourselves, we have some autonomy over how we do it, how much we expose ourselves to and all of the things. And so I just encourage you not just for Mother's Day, Um, but just 365 days of the year while you are going through this journey, whether it's trying to be a mom, whether it's grieving the loss of a child or a pregnancy, whatever is causing the Mother's Day season to be difficult for you, I want you to celebrate yourself beyond Mother's Day, okay? Um, Celebrate your accomplishments, girl. Like whatever you have accomplished, celebrate that. Play it up. Hold your head up high about the things that you've accomplished. Have you completed school? Have you completed a certification program? Have you got a promotion on your job? Have you, um, what am I'm blanking, but have you got a promotion on your job? Have you, um, been a great daughter or a great wife, a great partner? Um, what have you done that is great? And something that you can hold your head up high about and that you feel you have accomplished and accomplished well. Even if being a mom is at the very top of your goals, accomplishments list, there are still so many other things that make you a reason to celebrate. Don't forget those things and don't get caught up in what you do not have or what you have lost because you have a lot to celebrate as well. Now, 
that get a little dicey when we are talking to women who are on the heels of a miscarriage or have had repeated miscarriages over and over and over, or for women who have lost a baby or women who have lost a child, it is very difficult to walk in this, let me celebrate life and let me be happy. That's not easy to do. I'm not even going to try to encourage you to do it. I'm not even going to try and be like, girl, just keep a positive face. Because listen, I ain't going to even pretend like I understand what it would be like to lose a child after they've made it outside of the womb. Um, But what I can say is even if that's your story, the fact that you are still here And if you are actually listening to this podcast in the midst of that, the fact that you are still here, and I would say still standing, but you might be kneeling, you might be laying, because it might be just that difficult, but you still here. And that is an accomplishment in and of itself. And that is something to hold your head up high about and to pat yourself on the back about. And so just... Again, keep keep pushing, keep moving. If you pray, pray. If you don't believe in God, whatever you call on, whatever you draw on, just do that and and still celebrate the fact that you're still here, right? Another thing I want to say in regards to celebrating yourself, sis, listen. <clears throat> yes, I had to clear my throat intentionally on that one. Um, make sure you enjoy this time. Because if you are someone who is aspiring to be a mom and that has not happened for you yet, okay, because it is still a possibility, and I'm going to get into that with my second tip of advice, enjoy you, girl. Enjoy you. Enjoy getting up and going and doing whatever you need to do without packing 50,000 things. Enjoy you know, not having a time limit because you got to be back by nap time or bedtime. Enjoy sleeping in because you ain't getting startled out of your sleep for the next three, four years, depending on how many kids you got. Just enjoy yourself, right? Enjoy your quiet time. Enjoy being with you. Because it's going to come a time when you least expect it, that that is going to be hard to attain and reach. Okay, which brings me to my second piece of advice, which is to don't give up. Listen, I know it's hard. I know it can be really difficult. And this is more so for the woman who is trying to conceive and it may not be happening for her just yet. Um, but, but don't give up, like don't give up. I understand that, um, sometimes doctors have their diagnoses, you know, the tests that they run and the numbers that come back are supposed to be quote unquote telling, but child, If I had listened to the doctors that I had before my specialist, because I had two specialists before I got the specialist that was straight up sent to me by Jesus, okay? Before I got to her, if I had to listen to them other two ragamuffin doctors, and if I had paid attention to the stats from the test that was ran, 
I wouldn't have had faith, which wouldn't have given me hope to have grace. Listen, <laughs> I'm awake the baby up on my chest because that that sentence right there was a whole word. I don't know if y'all heard it. I don't know if it landed with y'all the way it just landed with me coming out my mouth. But that whole sentence was just inspiring to me. And I just feel like, listen, if you listen to my podcast for any time, you understand the wordplay that I just did. But if you haven't listened to my podcast or if you don't know, my girl's names are Faith and Grace, right? And so people that know me, y'all know I believe in God. I ain't trying to turn nobody. But listen, I believe in God. I'm not going to turn my back on him. I'm not going to shy away from the fact that he brought me to where I'm at. And he was for real the only one that could really help me through the miscarriages because it was many times that I was just completely down and out. But again, you know that you know the significance in what I just said, right? <clears throat> but if you don't, just in case, I'm gonna repeat it again because it landed with me, and I wanted to land with you. Okay, so listen to what I just said, y'all. If I had have listened to the doctors. I had before my specialist or paid attention to the stats from the test that I had ran, I wouldn't have had faith, which wouldn't have given me hope to have grace. Listen, I'm really trying not to wake this baby up. I don't I don't normally get on my little soapbox and be lightweight preaching and, you know, doing all of that on here. But I say all I have to say, just don't give up. OK, because. I literally had to have faith to have my daughter faith all the way up until the delivery of her because labor and delivery was traumatic. I had to have an emergency C-section because her heart literally basically almost like it was so close to stopping, right? So I had to have faith to have faith. And if I didn't have faith, I wouldn't have had any hope to have grace, right? Because I had a miscarriage in between faith and grace. And so everything pointed to the fact of like, you know, you want to have two kids. You don't want to have an only child, but maybe you should just give up. You know, everything pointed to the fact that maybe you're not going to be nobody's mama. You know, I had three miscarriages. They really wasn't understanding why. On top of that, my numbers were super low, like the numbers that basically predict if you're going to be able to have, you know, a pregnancy, if you're going to be able to hold the baby, those numbers were super low. Like they were below average. And I remember telling the doctor, I don't, you know, my numbers are low. Like, what am I going to do? My numbers are low. And these were like tests that you ran. It was nothing you could do about the number. And I was considered a gestational pregnancy with both my girls. Listen, I'm not claiming old. Now, I did just I did just step real fly into a new decade of life. I'm gonna let y'all guess what what number that is. But I was gestational and I was considered old to be having these kids in medical terminology. And so I say all that to say that the numbers um, were there was nothing I could do about the numbers. And the more the time went on without me conceiving, the worse the the numbers were in my favor. And then I also had a low egg count. So it was just like, child, like I know it only take one egg and sperm to get pregnant. But I mean, the, the odds was they was against me, child. But I didn't give up. Now, 
there, let me rewind. I kind of gave up and that's when God worked. But there was still always a part of me that would envision having a baby, that would envision the room that they are in now um, being like a room for them. Um, And so there was always a a small, small piece of me that was kind of like, well, maybe. And that small piece was literally a mustard seed of faith. That was that was kind of like one of the scriptures that was was near and dear to me um, because mustard seeds are super, 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 super small. Like they so small. You throw a mustard seed somewhere on the carpet and child, you ain't go find it. But it's there. And that's just as much faith as I had. And I ended up having faith. So I say all of that to say, please don't give up. It does not matter what your situation looks like. People may think I'm on here giving false hope, and maybe I am. But I would rather give folks and women false hope, especially women who really want to be a mom. I'd rather give her false hope and she hears this episode and she tries one more time and she reaches success than for me to say, you know, maybe I'm giving you false hope and maybe after this time, don't try. And then she don't try, right? And then she actually could have had success if she tried. So I'm all here for the false hope, honey. And listen, it might work in your favor. So I tell you, do not give up. If this is something on your heart, you better pray read your Bible, take care of your body, and just believe that it can happen. And if you don't pray, if you don't read the Bible, if you don't believe in God, you better go walk. You better go talk to the universe. You better do some yoga. Whatever you need to do to center yourself is what you need to do. And you need to believe that you have the ability to be a mother. And the same can go for somebody who may might be in the loss phase and the grief phase. Do not give up. Believe that you can make it through the situation and that you, you will be okay, right? Don't feel like you will not be okay. Don't feel like you cannot make it through. Believe that you are able to make it through. Believe that you will be okay. Believe that... Maybe this will not pass, but you will pass through it. Um, And just don't give up. That's all I can say is to not give up. All right. I'm about to take a break. Clear my throat a little bit. I'm trying to adjust this baby because she is sitting in a way that is um, not comfortable. And... You know, I'm going to take a break, take a couple of deep breaths, and I'm going to come back because I really want to talk to y'all about what I mean by minding your own uterus, okay? Because this is something that we all need to do, and it's something that's important, and it's something that I need us to bring awareness to. So I will be right back. Y'all know how this go. Go to the restroom, get you some water, get you a snack, but you make sure that you get yourself comfortable so you can be present for the rest of the show. And so that you can hear which black historian I have plopped into this commercial break. I'll be right back. Tutankhamun, 1361 BC to 1351 BC. Tutankhamun was a young king whose life and reign were brief. 
He was barely 19 at the time of his death in 1351 BC. A small tomb was hastily prepared for him and its contents lavishly impoverished. Not long after his death, Tutankhamun's name was removed from the Konad at Luxor. He, who spent his life making images of gods, faced eternity as though he never existed. As fate would have it, some 3,000 years later, King Tutankhamun burst from oblivion and rivaled the fame of all other Egyptian pharaohs when his burial chamber was discovered in the Valley of the Kings with its seals intact. Tutankhamun was the son-in-law and successor of Akhenaten. Although his origins are obscure, he was most probably a blood relative. Tutankhamun's claim to the throne is based on his marriage to Akashanmon, the daughter of Nefertiti and Akhenaten. If you want to learn more, I suggest you do your cultural homework. Right, y'all. So I am back. So let's talk about minding your own uterus. Okay. And um, men, if you happen to still be listening, I you a real one. I appreciate you listening because you don't necessarily well, you don't have a uterus. Um, but you can use this information to potentially educate the women in your lives who do these things. Um, and there could be some men in your life who do these things and you can be like, bruh, that's not appropriate. Just, just fall back. Right. But I just really want to talk about some things that we should not say and why. Right. And so it'll be a little bit more self-explanatory about minding your own uterus. Cause it basically is just, you don't need to worry about what somebody is doing with their uterus and their womb in regards to creating life, bringing life outside of the womb, and whatever it is that they want to do. That is their business. You don't need to be asking no questions about that. You don't need to make no insinuations about that. You don't need to do anything in regards to what somebody is doing with their uterus. You need to mind your own business and you need to mind your own uterus and figure out what's happening with your womb as far as women are concerned and anybody else. Because most of the time it's women that ask these questions, but anybody else that kind of asks these questions, just don't do it, okay? And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple of them. So I'm gonna give you some of the common ones. Um, and I'm sure there's many, many, many more. But we're gonna just run down some of the common things that we just we just don't want to say especially during this time around mother's day and just in general just actually in general don't say these things okay um the first one is are you pregnant listen don't ask nobody that don't listen i don't care if she look like she about to give birth today do not ask any woman 
if they are pregnant. And the reason why you shouldn't ask, one, it's offensive if I'm not pregnant. So now I don't have a flat stomach and you, you've you made that observation and you've just made it in front of people, right? Because a lot of times these are not private conversations. They just be happening. Um, secondly, maybe I just had a miscarriage and my body was producing hormones that produced extra fluid in my stomach. And now you have reminded me that I just had a miscarriage and now I'm not pregnant anymore, but I was. Thank you for reminding me that and re-traumatizing me, right? Or maybe I've put on a couple of pounds because I'm emotionally eaten because I haven't gotten pregnant yet. So maybe you don't need to ask me that because now you're reminding me that I want to be pregnant, but I'm not pregnant. And I'm also not my best right now because I'm over here emotionally eaten or I'm stressed and cortisol done flooded down to my stomach region. And no, I'm not pregnant. I wish I was, but you know, thanks for reminding me that I'm not. Those are the reasons why we don't want to ask people if they're pregnant. Okay. The next thing is when you're going to have a baby. Um, why is that anybody's business? I don't understand why people ask, when am I going to have a baby? Maybe I don't want to have a baby. Because there are some women out there who don't want to have kids. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like society makes it seem like every woman should have a kid or want to have a kid. Maybe she don't want to have a kid. Or maybe she's not in a relationship where she wants to produce a kid with that person. Right? Maybe there's something going on in that relationship. And even though she might want to produce a kid with that person, maybe they're not on the best terms right now to be bringing a life into this world. And you just now reminding her of all of the drama that might be going on behind closed doors. Right? Or maybe I haven't had a baby yet because I can't. Or I'm just not getting pregnant. Or IVF didn't work. Or like I just said, maybe I just had a miscarriage. So don't worry about when I'm going to have a baby. Mind your own uterus. Okay? So that's kind of self-explanatory. The other thing is, this one, the next two actually get me, is when are you going to have another baby? So I got that question a lot after I had faith. And for me, I just was like, did people not remember that I had three miscarriages before I was able to have faith. Not to mention, I had to take all these shots every single day up until like three days before she was born. They were painful. It was horrible. It was traumatizing. And oh, I'm sorry, her heart almost stopped beating and I had to have an emergency C-section. So I didn't even get the experience of pushing my child out She had to be cut out and I was seven centimeters dilated. Maybe I'm not trying to think about having another baby right now. Maybe I feel very blessed to be able to have this child. And so I just think it's important for for anybody out there, don't be asking nobody when they ready to have another baby because maybe she don't want to have another baby. Maybe she don't want to go through that. Maybe she don't want to be reminded of how difficult it was with her pregnancy. You know, not everybody enjoys being pregnant. And I was one of them women. I hated being pregnant, okay? Now, listen, I was real cute and still am, but I was extra cute while I was pregnant 
But that was the only thing I enjoyed was how cute I was. My back was hurting. With Faith, I had to have them shots all the time. Didn't nothing fit right. At least I felt like nothing fit right. At a certain point in certain time, like Faith was kicking and wiggling and doing all kind of stuff, waking me up, making me uncomfortable, just with her strong personality. Same situation with Grace. I didn't have to do the shots for as long, but... You know, I just was uncomfortable. She was heavy. She was on my pelvis for like two months, way earlier than she was supposed to be. And she just sat there for hella long. And so, no, no maybe I'm not thinking about having another baby right now because my body's still trying to heal. Mind your own uterus. Stop asking that question. It's not appropriate, okay? The next one. This one has irked my soul so bad recently because people just continue to ask and they just don't respect the boundary, even though you try to be like, just, I'm done. So people are now being like, now you should try for a boy. And then friends who have, that I have that have only boys well, now you should try for a girl. When you go try for a girl, when you go try for a boy. And maybe not everybody wants both genders. Have have people ever thought of that? Like for me personally, like initially I wanted a boy and a girl, like way before I had faith, right? But then with my story, I started being like, it would be really cool to have two girls so I could name Grace Grace because if I had a boy I was going to just we were going to just name him after my husband and that would have been great and fine and dandy but I personally I like girls like I'm a girly girl it ain't not, no shade to boys but I kind of wanted two girls I, I like their room I liked how I had Faith's room decorated I didn't want to change it it's like pink it's like really pretty I actually wanted two girls like my husband wanted a boy and a girl, but I wanted two girls. And so I wasn't interested in having a boy. And everybody thought that that was weird, right? Like, really? You don't want a boy? No, I don't. So I just think people need to understand that some people don't want both genders, right? Some people are perfectly fine with having all boys. Some people are perfectly fine with having all girls. And maybe I'm done. Like, I don't like maybe I'm, maybe I'm done. I don't want another baby. And again, can we not forget what people go through to have kids? It's not a walk in the park. It's like not a walk in the park for everybody. And so asking these questions and just really pushing somebody is kind of disrespectful. And it's also just not only is it disrespectful to, I think, the the mom, the person carrying the baby, it's disrespectful to the process, especially when there's trauma involved. Because it's, if you are a loved one who understands and knows what that person went through to bring those those little beings into the world, and then you sitting up here come talking about now when you're going to try for a boy, like, are you serious right now? And when we're talking about this from the Black perspective of the the black maternal mortality rate so so for me to have a boy i'm gonna continue to just risk my life because that really is what happened with black women when we get pregnant real talk it's a literal risk to our life 
to bring this child into the world. And then it's a risk to our kid's life to make it on the other side of the womb. So I, I'm just going to risk my life and my baby's life to just, you know, fulfill your your dream of having a boy. And you going to help me pay for this baby? You, you going to help me pay for this, this next child? No. So let's just not ask those questions. And again, mind your own uterus. And another one that kind of gets me, and then we're going to be, we're going to be done. We only got two more, right? But these are common ones. I just think that this is stuff that just needs to be in the forefront of people's minds is when you say I'm done having kids, this was a, a recent one that caught me completely off guard. I was so caught off guard. I didn't even know how to respond, but you know, I had went and picked up some mail cause y'all know quick little backdrop story. You know, we used to have office space, but then COVID happened. And so we closed our office space like several years ago. And even though we still doing our therapy and our business and things like that, um, sometimes we still get mail because we was at that office space for so many years. And so the lady, you know, she saw me, she saw my process. She saw when I was pregnant with Faith. She saw when I was pregnant with Grace. She actually knew, oh, you know, I actually had like miscarriages and it was quite difficult. You know, she knew that, right? And I wouldn't say I was super, super close to her. But she knows a little bit of the backdrop of the story. So when I called and say, oh, when can I come pick up my mail? So she asked how the girls were. And she said, oh, you're going to have a boy now? You know, we just talked about why that's not appropriate. And so I simply said, no, we're done. I'm done having kids. Now, she said, are you done? Oh, how are you done? Did you get your tubes tied? Excuse me? Like, excuse me? Now, I, all I said was, I'm done. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to go into this conversation with you. But the thing for me is, why is that an appropriate question? Why is that an appropriate question? Why is that an appropriate question? Why are we not minding our own uterus? Um, so one, if I did, that's my business. But two, if I didn't, are you saying I'm not responsible enough? to not have any more children. I don't have that autonomy over my myself. I'm not smart enough to use appropriate birth control. I'm confused. I don't understand why people ask that question. Again, disrespectful. And again, it takes away from the fact that I actually have autonomy over my body and I can actually do whatever it is I need to do to be responsible and not reproduce. Or if I want to reproduce, I can. But that's my business because it's my uterus. Okay? So we don't want to ask those type of questions and make those type of comments. The last thing, and then we're going to be done, is people kind of make, and this, is, this isn't this is a verbatim, but it's all around the same lines. And you guys will know what I mean. It's, you know, people have come sometimes to our home before we had kids. And I've seen this happen with other people, other friends who have a little bit of a larger space. Um, they'll say stuff like, oh, you got all this space. You got all these rooms. You need to fill them up. And it's just like, mm, no, actually, I don't. I, maybe I don't want to or maybe I can't. And again, it's not appropriate to make those kind of comments because you could be stirring up wounds that are really, really hard to kind of heal and to move past. Because now, after you done left from whatever we invited you to, I'm walking around looking at rooms that may not be filled with kid stuff. 
because I'm at a stage where I'm not able to conceive or I just had another miscarriage or whatever the case may be. Or I'm somebody who don't want kids and I just got a big space because I like big space where I live. And now I'm feeling like, am I doing something wrong by having all this space and not have kids in it? We don't need to worry about what people are doing with their homes. And again, we don't need to worry about what people are doing with their uterus because that's their business. And so what you need to do is mind your business and mind your own uterus. Okay, so that's all I got for y'all today. I just wanted to, you know, kind of touch on that. I wanted to bring some awareness to these things. And I just really wanted to have a space where we don't forget about the women that are going through these things during this celebratory time of Mother's Day. Alrighty, y'all. Let me know what y'all thought about the episode and the topic today. You could leave me a review on the podcast. Like I always tell y'all, remember when you leave a review, it helps other people find my podcast. So ultimately, we are working together on my mission of helping people bloom into their best self. As usual, don't forget that you can connect with me outside of my podcast. You can um, either DM me on Instagram or you can email me or you can sign up for my monthly newsletter. All these ways that you can connect with me can be found on my website, which is www.bloomintoyourbestself.com. As usual, it is always so good to chat and talk with y'all. I appreciate y'all listening to me. Y'all know I be fussing, I be venting, I be dropping knowledge. I be doing all of it sometimes in the episode, but y'all still be riding with me. So I appreciate it. And I always enjoy just kind of sharing and talking with y'all. Until the next time we talk, I really hope that you do something that'll help you bloom into your best self. And I'm very excited to have you join me real soon so that you can walk another day in my culture.